I hope your wish comes true. I don't know why I'm singing that. to the Rock, Paper, Shotgun, Electronic, Wireless show. I'm Brendan. It's the 3rd of January. This is the 28th episode, or the first episode of 2018. I'm here now with Alec Mir. Hello there. And Adam Smith. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to both of you. I meant to the readers, not to you. (laughs) <laughs> oh no. The listeners, sorry. The listeners at this point. Happy New Year, listeners. This week we're talking about what we want from 2018. Not in general, but in terms of PC games. I've asked this question to our readers and we'll get on to what you all think soon enough. You think a lot. Do they, do they think a lot? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of demands flowing in. Oh, I've got a lot of demands for 2018. Okay, tell me some of your demands. Um, like So, primarily, there's always two things at the beginning of the year. There's the things that I kind of know are going to happen. Um, you know, the, the releases that we already know about, and you just kind of hope they go well. Um, the, the thing that I always want from any year, and this is very nebulous is to be surprised by things. And um, one of the things that was great about last year was that when I came to think, what were my favorite games last year? A good bunch of them, including our game of the year, Dead Cells, I hadn't even heard about in January 2017. I didn't even know it was going to exist. Um, So I want more of that. I want lots of these little things that we can't predict, we don't know about. Um, But then on the other side, I really want Far Cry 5 to be good. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> well I, I've really fallen out with AAA gaming like uh, to quite an alarming degree like I just I was it was when I was playing Shadow of War and I was just like oh there's so much in this that I like but I've not had fun for even five minutes and it was kind of a really sinking feeling that I was just like you know there's so much to admire in that game but the entire structure of it just felt anti-fun um, and then obviously there was the stuff with Battlefront 2, all the loot box stuff, whatever. I didn't even play that, I, you know, but I didn't want to. I just felt absolutely no desire to play it whatsoever. And I feel increasingly like that about um, big releases from big publishers at the moment. In summary, you want big games to be good again. I want, I want to just have a big game that's just a lot of fun and doesn't me off in a thousand different ways. Annoy me, sorry. <laughs> you might need to beat. You might need to beat me. There's there's two different things going on, which are going to complicate that. One one of which is that 
every big game is now a microtransactional loot crate delivery system because that earns far more than the the cover price does for the publishers. Uh, the other one of which is this apparent thing of traditional single player games not selling so well. You know, I, mm. I did that Steam top one hundred games um, uh, thing yesterday, and while there were plenty of Bethesda games on there, they were fairly low down. You know, you would have expected a Wolfenstein or a Dishonored or a Prey to be near the top, and they weren't because there doesn't seem to be the appetite for that. The question is whether people are so jaded by all this loot crate crap that they're now going to embrace that stuff much more again, the the, the sort of solid single-player thing. And that's what I'm, I'm hoping for, but I think we've got another year of darkness before that can happen. You guys have zoned in on something that a lot of the readers have said. Well, well, just to quickly add something else to this, because I, I do wonder if one of the things that's happening is that that traditional audience for single-player games is possibly now playing things like Tacoma and Edith Finch and actually they didn't, you know, because this is certainly true of me. Like, I, I, I'll always love the Wolfensteins and the Preys, but... um. But I'd much rather play a four-hour narrative game than play a 20-hour shooter or 30-hour um, immersive sim or whatever. I just find that's more to my taste now. And it's not really even a time thing. It's just that I want to play more games rather than one big game. Um, and I do wonder if that's fragmented the audience as well, um, that, that, that that kind of traditional idea of what a big single-player game is, which generally involves guns or knives um is is a little bit outdated well i think additional to that people are finding their one game and sticking with it there's plunk bat obviously but mm. i'm currently pretty much only playing the binding of isaac because it's it's meeting all my needs other people have that with um you know a uh, uh, call of duty or overwatch even dead cells does it to some extent there's mm. zelda over on the switch everyone i know just seems to be playing constantly and people maybe have less need for you know 10 new games a year because they've got something that fits their spare time and keeps on giving and that's that's fragmenting stuff as well i don't know where this where this accusation of there being very few single player games or less single player games has come from like there's plenty feels to me like there's a lot i think it's they, they're talking specifically about the sort of fixed campaign a story with a start and an end and once you're done you're done whereas the the big stuff it's a single player that you can just keep playing forever like the binding of isaac even like a far cry or assassin's creed where there's always something else to dick around with or another feather to collect from a rooftop those i think are still going strong um and we're gonna have plenty of those but then there's the shadow of war problem that adam said which i agree it just felt like this delivery system to for stuff to keep me hooked rather than a complete and satisfying experience i think far cry feels like it sounds strange to talk about far cry as being uh something to be so optimistic about but i've enjoyed every far cry game and they feel they've always felt like they're not um polluted by a lot of that stuff they they feel quite pure um in a way that just cause used to or mercenaries it's like they are games that are very much just about blowing stuff up, running around big worlds and having a good time. Uh, they, um, you know, even Far Cry 4, which I didn't I didn't play as much as the previous ones, but but I still enjoyed it a lot. And yeah, 5, I I dread the, the news story that comes up when suddenly someone's <laughs> like, oh, we saw, we took a screen grab of this new trailer and look, there's a loot box falling out of the sky. I haven't seen that yet. I 
you know, I mean, maybe I've missed it, but it still looks like it's going to do the basic stuff it does really well to me. I hope I, so. I hope so. I mean, it's the first Far Cry that's coming out after Tom Clancy again, you know, and Ubisoft keep putting out these these living online games, Ghost Recon mm. Wildlands and The Division and what's the other one? Rainbow Six Siege, even For Honor. And that's, you know, these are making crazy money for Ubisoft, um, maybe not for Honor. And they've got to be, <laughs> they've got to be aware of that. And it's where the Far Cry development, I guess, started before that became the Ubisoft thing. I guess Assassin's Creed Origins wasn't too bad for it, was it? In the end, yeah. Which is the, uh, my own fault. I I didn't really play it. I played like half an hour of it, and um, and I I reckon I'd enjoy it. And maybe that would have restored a bit of, of my faith in massive budget game making because it it looked amazing. Like I uh, genuinely found it quite astonishing to watch people playing it. And I do love the worlds they build. Um, and I that's that's I think the problem for me is that it's not that I'm absolutely um negative about everything about these big AAA games. I love big budget games. I love the spectacle of them. I love the scale of them. Um I just wish they were, I guess, accessible. Uh, I didn't feel like I was being held at arm's length and the stuff that I enjoy in them. That's the frustration. I've been playing just to to break ranks for a minute. I've been playing Uncharted: Lost Legacy on PlayStation over Christmas. It's like all all my relatives bought me cheese for Christmas for some reason because the only thing they now know about, <laughs> about me is that I'm vegetarian. I just thought I've got to have something for myself, so I'm going to treat myself to this 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 game on on PlayStation. And I I don't really give a monkey's about Uncharted. And I still don't, to be honest. It's so glossy. I feel very little, but it's perfectly entertaining the dialogue's very good all the the little combat loops and the climbing loops and self loops are very good but it has this thing where the main story is very self-contained and brief and if you just want to go point to point get the stuff done see the end you can if you want to go on a larger excursion to find all the treasures and things all of which have got trap temples and and different skirmishes it's completely optional but it's there and that's what i want from these big budget games a, a, a controlled mm. short experience if that's the only time I've got but if I'm really enjoying myself I've got loads I can go back to and still have plenty more to achieve but the the trend currently is you've got to do dozens and dozens of hours just to feel any sense of completion and that's a very difficult thing to fit into a a busy and or tired life one of the things that um I want from 2018 is um, more ports onto PC and uh, it's for two reasons really. One is that I started to realise that a lot of the things that I was enjoying were things that weren't traditionally PC games. So last year, uh, Near Automata was one of my favourite games from last year and that had come out five years ago. It probably wouldn't have been on PC. Um, I think the um, size of the market on Steam now is so obviously tempting to... Uh, developers and publishers who wouldn't normally have looked at PC that um, it's become an attractive option. Steam is now a platform that they're, they're interested in. Um, and then Bayonetta came across last year as well. It's another game that I love. And in that, I kind of see another form of redemption for, uh, you know, these big, fancy, shiny action adventure games is that uh, maybe I just want ones that aren't the traditional uh, template of Western game design, which uh, I've got so used to. I was and, about to say, you sound like you just want more Japanese games on PC. Well, yeah, I mean, at the moment, it is it is refreshing quite a lot of the time, I think. Um, uh, and it's not an East versus West thing. It's not that simple. But 
Um, but I think that the 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 something like near automata is is at a kind of budget and creativity level that's very very rare uh, for a, a big Western publisher. Um, well, you might you might be in luck because Platinum just today. I think we've put up a new story saying Platinum are going to do a couple of small games uh, with teams of 20, basically, and self-publish them. Oh, fantastic. Uh, but uh, that might not be out this year, so yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah. they are. Let's hope the new From Software thing, whatever it is, is on PC and fairly promptly Ooh, as well. Cause yeah. We never got Bloodborne, but that would no. be good. If it's Bloodborne 2 and it's only on PlayStation, I'll cry. Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah, yeah. The the um, I've been playing lots of Yakuza Zero, um, in the last few days. I love it, yeah. And and uh, God, I don't want to turn this into an East versus West thing, but it's <laughs> it's slightly PC. Well, it's slightly because I'm jaded with GTA because I've been playing them for so long. But playing that, playing that, I'm just like, this is doing all the stuff I wish GTA did. It's just got such a sense of kind of frivolous fun to it but also the story is this proper grand sweeping soap opera and uh and i just really really uh, enjoy mucking around in it like all the stuff that uh i remember in gta 4 when it's like you know your friends would call you up and say let's go and play darts i'll play pool and it was always a drag and in <laughs> yakuza zero it's like i spent like three hours just bowling and going to arcades and stuff because it's just fun it's just a really nice world to hang out in it's got a nice blend of being very cartoonish and very arcadey, but also taking itself seriously when it needs to. And the reason I mention it, it's like I'm not just to go on about a PlayStation game, but uh, earlier, like last earlier this year, God, that would have been yesterday. Um, uh, <laughs> earlier in 2017, summer of 2017, uh, Sega said that they had a list of franchises that they wanted to port to PC. And Yakuza was on there and they've just done a remake of the first one. The remake of the second one's coming out this year. Uh, everything that I hear from inside Sega is that they're probably going to come sooner rather than later. And with the remakes coming on PlayStation, I suspect they might try and do a trilogy launch on Steam at some point. Um, and the other one is Persona uh, that they've been talking about bringing across for a while. Yeah. They've said that they want to do it and I really hope this is the year they do it. And it... It seems more likely than ever that you know that we are going to get some of these games that have been missing for so long, all these franchises, uh, and that's really exciting for me because uh, even though I've got a PlayStation, I play them on there. Um, there's an audience of people who haven't, and I remember being so excited to find yes, there's a different way to do an open world urban crime game, and there's a different way to do uh, an RPG, you know, and it's just it's really exciting to just have you know, that different perspective on genres you feel like you know. Jeez, what do we do once PC is no longer the underdog and we've just got everything and we're treated all the time? Where does our simmering noble resentment come from anymore? (laughs) Alec, what do you want in particular, apart from everything that Adam maybe has just said from 2018? Well, as anyone who's unfortunate enough to have been in a drinking establishment with me over much of 2017 might know I've been pathologically obsessed with with Twin Peaks and I want some <laughs> some of its uh, narrative values by which I mean willful obtuseness and anti-narrative and things that are more about mood than necessary sense to to go into games and particularly mainstream games that can present stuff in this more more cinematic very beautiful way because I'm just you want more inside 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a that's a good a good one to reference. But I've just I'm getting old. I've played a lot of things. I've watched a lot of things. More to mm-hmm. the point, more stuff is made both in cinema, television, and games to a template. And I just feel like I've seen every story. All the the Marvel films, they're perfectly good, but they're quite interchangeable. Same with so many drama series. You can see how episode to episode it's structured and strung out and what's repeating, how it's likely to go apart from the occasional shock here and there. And the the reason I got obsessed by Twin Peaks is for the first time in, in maybe 10 years, I just felt I was seeing something new that I hadn't seen a screen show me before. And it it just overtook me. I've just so thrilled by it. And I, I'm feeling a bit burned out on mainstream stuff, as, as Adam was saying, but less because of the sort of structuring and more I'm finding it really hard to invest in stories and characters because I'm very conscious of how it was made what it's doing and I just want to be confounded surprised to have no idea what I'm facing and have to go away and really think about it really puzzle over what it might mean or imply and just how it makes me feel and I, I would love to see more of that but it feels like we're in too safe a time you, you both seem to have the classic critics problem is that you just look at everything and you're analyzing it and you're being like oh well yeah i could see that coming and you just don't want to see the thing coming i think to an extent i think it's more than that i totally agree with alec and um i think that part of the problem is that it is the template it's that it's it's very easy to um to look at so many films as well as games and tv shows and you you see the template and you see how it's constructed and and that's fine it, there's nothing wrong with that but it's and it can be very valuable uh, because it can be comforting and it can be fun and it can be almost like a friendly presence in your life and i think that's incredibly valuable um but yeah you want to be challenged sometimes too and you want to be shocked and you want to be surprised and you want to be yeah confounded it's a good word that alec used um and we get a lot of that i think in um in very short form games, uh, like yeah. my one of my favorite uh, games, and uh, it's it's a game that I came to very late is Anatomy, which is a Kitty Horror Show game, uh, which I think is just a, a masterpiece, like of um, dread and uh, of uh, just narrative design. It's 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 almost um, uh, satirical, uh, even if it's not intended to be, because it, it's literally a game about listening to audio tapes. You know, it's the most cliched thing that you can, the you know, way to tell a story in a game. You find audio cassettes and you listen to them and they give you loads of exposition. And it uses that and just turns it into something that's absolutely nightmarish and unsettling and uh, turns the entire idea of what, the engagement you're doing means on its head and i just think it's spectacular and i'm not saying that oh i you know i want that same thing done on a bigger budget or in a longer game because i don't think it works i think that is a very very um self-contained piece of work um but i'd like some of those ideas to start creeping into um the 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 kind of longer larger more expensive games um i just yeah it feels sometimes like they they there's not a lot of communication between the smaller tier and the larger tier stuff that people aren't paying enough attention. And that's probably not true. It's probably just that it's harder to get it in. But I, I mean, I bang my old drum, which is that Pathologic 2 is coming out this year. And for all that it's a remake and that feels a little bit sad because I'd love Ice Pit Lodge to be doing something completely new. Hmm. I do think it'll be 
very different to the original from what I've played of it. And I think Ice Pick Lodge are some of the most fascinating creators in any medium right now. Uh, they genuinely do make things that are surprising and play with genre and play with interactivity in ways that, uh, that they don't just kind of tap on the fourth wall. They just don't even care that it exists. They've mm-hmm. never even recognized it. And um, they have so much fun with that. And that's the thing. These are fun games. These aren't heavy, serious things. Same as Twin Peaks. It's a very, very funny series as well as being yeah. everything else that it is. You're having fun watching these things. You're engaging them in a way that's entertaining. It's not heavy, serious work. Yeah, I don't want willfully obtuse. I want more just the the liberty to be experimental and dreamlike and not feeling constrained by the idea to have this start to finish traditionally structured narrative just you know we've got a good idea we wanted to put it in because it made us feel like this it we think it will make you feel like that too mm. um i hope we'll get another chunk of um kentucky route zero this year that'd be good yeah this yeah. does that doesn't it um but it, it's also it's not just as a player it's also as a critic i want to feel inspired to write deep dive analyses of these things but when games are so straight down the line and predictably structured it can be hard to find stuff to say it's not like we're going back to even the the bioshock years where we're trying to tease meaning and implication out of things but we're sort of in a time where everything is on the surface and all you can do is really report what is self-evidently there just at the risk of dropping a bomb i felt this with the the Star Wars stuff. There's a lot of people talking about the the implications and the subtext, and like, yeah, that's great, but it's <laughs> it's just there. You know, you don't yeah. have to look for it. It's just there, and that's all anyone's got to say because it's so carefully and glossily made that there's there's no digging to be done, really. Yeah, there was, there was a that Star Wars Ferrari. Just I don't know yeah. what to make of it. We probably shouldn't hang around that topic too much. <laughs> Star Wars. It's all right. Go see yeah. it and get over yeah. it. It's grand. I haven't seen it. I just, oh. I, this is the thing. Oh no, this makes me sound like such a miserable person. But I, similar to what I was saying about games, I'm just like, I just don't care anymore. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I can't make myself care. All right. So, what you want from next year is to care again. I want to care again. Yeah. <laughs> you want to find your heart again. Do you know what this I want is... for next year? Come on, tell us. I want a nice big city with nice, good people in it. Or at least interesting people. Someone wants to go to New Donk City. Oh. <laughs> I want to go to a good city. Basically, um, I get a hankering every now and again to to visit a, a really intricate, well-designed, handcrafted city. Yeah. Uh, and I think I got a little bit of that from Prague in the latest Deus Ex. Mm. But since then, felt like oh, there's been nothing really. So I think I'm looking forward to Cyberpunk 2077 if it it comes out this year. I think my dream game is probably Prey, but at a city scale. Yeah, see, I would would love for Prey... Prey almost scratched that itch for me because it was... The level design was really, really good. Yeah. Um, But I I hated the enemies. I hated the enemies. I hated... I didn't like... The story didn't really grasp me that well. Um, I just felt those things were just I didn't hate them but they were just there just to just to propel me through this space and they were almost it, incidental. They really irritated me the whole, the whole <laughs> premise of the game irritated me. I you know the way Soma um that underwater futuristic yeah. game from Frictional um did a thing recently where they removed the 
they've removed the enemies from it and they've just let you kind of wander around the the station i want that in prey mm. um i didn't like the sort of generic crabby things but when you got the the sort of trick ones like the poltergeist that turn invisible invisible and suddenly grab you and the electricity ones and the the giant hulking ones i quite like that because it made it into a bit of an environmental puzzle when you got into a new room see i would i would like prey but fully populated by actual humans and oh god that's the last thing i want it's just <laughs> the number of opportunities for something to go wrong the more people you put in the greater the risk of someone just being terrible and it just disrupting your entire fantasy you mean ai wants it don't you brendan yeah, no, I don't want. No, no, sorry, I don't want. I don't want human people. No, God, no. <laughs> no, that, that's that's what I mean. Like written voiced characters. Oh right, okay. Oh yeah. Just the face of a character. Every single one is an opportunity for this fantasy to break down. And <laughs> no, you've got to be on your own. It's the only way. <laughs> but but if they're well written, you want big Tacoma. What if they're well written, but they have a face like a boiled ham? Because the <laughs> that's fine by me. <laughs> it doesn't bother me if they have a boiled ham face. Um, I do want Tacoma. I want Tacoma, but a Tacoma where I can be one of them in the present moment, not watching mm, them yeah. in the past. Even though I love Tacoma, I think it, it did what it was doing incredibly well. Um, I, I want a present day Tacoma. Not present day, present tense Tacoma. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I think I'm just looking forward to some cyberpunk city. Or something that I can wander around in and like the people in it. I'm really looking forward to on the RPG front, uh, Kingdom Come. Um, I wasn't at all, and then I played it and was just completely won over by it. Uh, and partly because it is really kind of janky and strange, and it's 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 almost like the opposite of The Witcher Three, which is so polished and glossy and refined that you decide like, this is just perfectly crafted and kingdom come feels like it's got so many rough edges but they're all kind of interesting um and that's something else i'd like on on pc is you know we have got all this glossy console stuff coming over so i'd like to see more of the jank as well you know go back to the stalker era where you were getting these surprising shooting for the moon things that were janky and that was part of the charm you know balance it out sorry please do continue oh it's it's just the the thing that struck me, I went to visit Warhorse, who are making uh, Kingdom Come, and one of the um, designers was saying to me that uh, he said when we started making it, the goal was to try and do something like The Witcher 3, but in uh, the real world, you know, an actual historical, because for anyone who doesn't know, it's it's the whole point of it is they're trying to do a realistic medieval RPG. So it has all this stuff, like, you know, uh, med- the way you do medical treatment, you have to do all that probably bandage yourself up and it even tracks things like when you kill someone you'll get blood spattered on your clothes and people react to that it changes your reputation so you wash your clothes and mm-hmm. um and even blood on your sword will make people more scared of you um and yeah it's just lots of details and um uh cool little systems like the alchemy system you have to actually do all the bunsen burners and cut the herbs and do it you can automate it but you can also just sit down and do it properly um and it just yeah i I really really like the look of it uh but yeah they one of the designers was saying to me that um they they wanted to do a a medieval real world version of the witcher 3 and he said and the longer we worked the more we were like 
yeah, it takes a long time to get as good as CD Projekt Red are because this is the first game. Um, and he said, now we're kind of like, maybe it's going to be kind of like The Witcher 1 and it's going to have lots of problems and it's gonna, <laughs> and then we'll do The Witcher 3 version in like 15 years, you know. Um, so, it, you know, they, they were pretty honest about all the things that they've struggled with and they know that it's not going to be as polished as people might like, but... But I think they've got something really interesting. I, I hope it holds together. Um, That's totally valid if they're making something that hopefully people will want and that that is going to pay to then make a much better version of it. There's, yeah, there's I mean, no that's... shame in we couldn't quite do this as originally planned. But if you guys share our, our love for this kind of thing, this is how we make it happen. So, yeah, that's, that's uh, probably... Well, that was definitely coming out this year. I think it's late February, early March. Um, but I don't think Cyberpunk will. No. I hope it does, but I've got a feeling it's going to be 2019. Yeah, I or 2077. <laughs> I say all these things, but the thing I want most of all is for all games to be one hour long and no more. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't want that. Your your wants are not aligned with mine. <laughs> all right, my alternative is that I want a PC equivalent of the Switch that you know runs a basic PC in a in a portable dockable device it's called the telephone library. alec no it's not the controls are <laughs> terrible i want ones with you know like proper controls built in and has my steam library so all this cool stuff like dead cells would be perfect but everything have you heard makes... have you heard of the sony xperia play isn't that a phone from i think six or seven years ago yeah but they're android i need a you know a pc one that has steam on it and the you know you don't have to no one has to mod the software it just it just works and then in the you know 10 minutes between my my uh, daughter's demand for snacks i can get a bit of something in without having to go upstairs and wait for a machine to boot up that would just be ideal and with none of the gatekeeping Portable or the waiting box. for yeah exactly yeah what happened to steam boxes are they, are they still a thing steam machines no they didn't really work because they were just because no, they weren't switches Paying for half the PC for twice the price. Yeah, that's that's totally the way Steam machines should be going. Is mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, I would that would get my interest. Um, I don't have a Switch. I really want one. Um, but yeah, it's just I mean, the perfect device, and you know, with the with Steam software library of two D stuff that doesn't need a particularly powerful machine, it would just be a brilliant fit. It's just someone you need someone centralized to put the money into making the hardware, and I guess it's it's Valve or Bust, really, isn't it? So what game currently in your Steam library would you most want to play in the bath? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you should not do this. <laughs> American Truck Simulator. I want to have a drive <laughs> in the bath. I want an answer. Uh, I want an answer, Brendy. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't want to put anything in the bath. <laughs> Into the Breach, Kentucky Route Zero. This will all be good things with oh, candles. Oh, no. Could play something like, um, yeah, you'd either play something relaxing, like a nice relaxing Goragoa. Yeah, Goragoa would be good. Yeah. Or um, Subnautica, something scary. Oh, God, no. Scary bath. No, don't do that. Brendy's frightening bath time. (laughs) Our new YouTube series. (laughs) Do you know what? We should start because we we should just do a whole other podcast next week on the games we'd like to play in the bath. (laughs) Just right. I I I'm horrified by the idea that I might have told this story on the podcast before, 
because why would I have done? But has anyone seen the um, the thing where they do an opener screening of Jaws once a year somewhere in America? Can't where it is, and the screen is in front of a lake, so you, you you're <laughs> in a lake paddling while you watch Jaws. Oh, oh brilliant! And yes. that's yeah, that's that's the worst thing ever, isn't it? Really? Oh, oh, oh. No, I want to watch Twin excellent. Peaks: The Return on on a projector in the woods in Washington State. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Play Pathologic too in a weird town full of children wearing wolf's heads. Um, Play Binding of Isaac in a lock cellar filled with feces. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that what we all do? <laughs> Sweet, is there? Is there anything else, any last things that we're demanding from 2018? We're very demanding. We're very entitled. I I think we've been fairly... um, We haven't haven't demanded specific things from specific people. Oh, we have, actually. Well, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But we've also demanded hugely nebulous, vague things that could probably never be fulfilled. I want a game that, you know, makes me feel surprised (laughs) and good inside, but is also set in a city... But it also does not have the enemies of prey. But also, <laughs> all I want is for my twenty-five dollar spend to make me feel life is worth living again. Is that so much to ask? No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Yeah, pull the finger, our game developers. <laughs> Come on. Um, here's a specific and unfortunately very geeky one: is that I really want HDR to happen properly and fathomably on PC because I've seen some PlayStation stuff and video stuff on the HDR tellies, and it's genuinely really nice. Like 4K, I couldn't give two hoots about, but HDR where the lit-up objects are much, much brighter than the rest of the scene and blacker bits are much, much darker. It's, it adds this sense of depth and vibrancy in reality, and it's lovely. It, it feels like a more important leap than simply sharpness. Um, but there's all these competing standards, and most games don't support it, and you need the right monitor, the right graphics card god probably the right cable and there's seven different types of it and it's nonsense but it'd be nice if that got sorted out and it was in an affordable tech and we could all go yes jolly good that is better that's fair that's very fair that is any, yeah. any other tech requests adam and um, i were talking practicalities here god um i don't think so i just get on with whatever's in front of me really i wouldn't mind an affordable vr headset really i yeah i just couldn't care less to be honest oh uh, no but you, have you played super hot in vr yet though no but that's the thing i'd i'd, I'd love to play super hot in vr but i don't care about owning it i just go to someone's house and play it or well that's to, what i that's what i have to do go to a vr arcade uh, vr kids is that something we want in 2018 or something that we don't want in 2018 i i i would happily i i think that vr is beautifully suited to galleries and museums and educational centers and all that kind of thing but um but i have no interest in owning one shall we move to readers questions um yeah do you know what let's just read on a loop for readers questions and our podcast if it's a little bit short this this week then we're sorry it's just gonna be a bit shorter because we're all getting warmed up it'll be back to normal next week no one listens to the end anyway it's it's just performing a service for people 
everyone listens to the end. The end's <laughs> the best bit. It's got the music. Uh, okay, so let's let's look at some of these answers. We asked, um, what do you want from video games in 2018? Uh, to all of you listening, um, we've got various answers. Some of them kind of repeat what we've said here. Um, a lot of people saying less microtransactions and loot boxes. And other people saying surprises. Christian Moleman says surprises, novel designs and themes. Just quickly on the microtransaction thing and loot boxes. Um, I am not saying that people shouldn't be upset about them, uh, especially if you're like really uh, invested in Star Wars, you're a huge Star Wars fan, and then you know the big Star Wars game get spoiled for you by them but there are thousands of games that aren't doing that stuff and just reject them don't don't put up with them buy the games that, that aren't doing it there are so many games not doing it i think it. a lot of people are doing that and they just yeah they're rejecting them and but they they're annoyed that they have to reject them no absolutely they, they want yeah, yeah. to play them yeah I, um, and i i don't mean to you know harangue people for for wanting games to not do it but uh, but i think that the Toward the end of last year, there was this point when I was just like, this feels like such a big story. And it is a big story, but it's like, you know what? Forget it. Talk about all the games that are doing this better, doing it differently. Uh, and games that are doing unlockables and microtransactions in good ways as well, because they do exist. Like There are games that, that find ways to do it that aren't really obnoxious and really um, greedy seeming. So yeah, I turn your back on them. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trouble is people are feeling a bit overwhelmed by the sheer number of games it's getting harder and harder despite the uh, valiant services of websites including rock paper shotgun um yeah to, to find the good thing which means they naturally incline towards something with a name they recognize yeah invariably yeah. the biggest names are the ones with the most kind of cynical and sinister monetization strategies so mm. yeah it's got to be a collective effort to steer away from that stuff it's going to be our job noble writers of rock paper shotgun to point people at the good stuff so what you're saying alec is just read our website and yes. you won't have to play our games with loot boxes we are the website that saved the world good yeah. good self-promotion there and then 2019 we bring in microtransactions for the website <laughs> no. once no. we've got them no. all in once no. we got them all in <laughs> Brendy will only be available as a microtransacted ad addition. <laughs> Neon Grey says that they want cats and the ability to pet them. Did Origins have that Assassin's Creed? There isn't I... a pet button. They're, they're there and they follow oh. you, but I don't think you can interact with them. That's just a travesty madness. considering the amount of dogs that you can pet in games. Um, will Overguard says that he wants more cyborgs with high heel shoes, which are also used to pick up ninja swords, of course. <laughs> this is a good a re reference. A reference to, to something specific. Metal Gear Revengeance. Which, uh, which is, is it, is it right? It's set in 2018. Was that right? I, that, that's what Alice says. I don't know. Alice knows it, everything about ninja cyborgs. That's definitely that's true. true Jedia says, less outrage for outrage's sake. More positivity across the board. I don't know if this is exclusively about video games now. It feels like a general desire. Yeah, I think that's a very, very good point. Well made, yeah. Um, here's a pretty, yeah, ambitious one. Um, 
1976 says deep infinitely replayable rpgs that can be finished in twi- 10 hours or less <laughs> it's like you're not asking for much are you it's kind of what we were asking for earlier in fact we just yeah, want everything yeah. but containable yeah uh, there's a few people saying shorter games as well kind of uh echoing what you're saying alec um oh gary marshall this is a good one gary marshall uh, says a level where your character is temporarily unable to run as fast because they've been on the toilet too long and have pins and needles <laughs> i think that is so wonderfully specific that it ought to be in a game they've been on the toilet too long playing opus magnum on a steam switch <laughs> machine <laughs> um I'm pretty James sure that'll Ed- be in the next binding of isaac booster pack in fairness <laughs> James Edmondson says no unskippable splash screens, which is a great demand. Yeah. Probably unrealistic. Yeah. I always try and find ways to turn them off um, if it's possible to just, you know, put in command prompt lines and stuff, but I, I've just grown to accept them now. Um, one person just says hope. <laughs> <laughs> Ades Fidelis. Just says hope, which is a fair demand, I think. We all want a bit of hope. Yeah. I hope your wish comes true. I hope your wish comes true. I don't know why I'm singing that. Whoa. That's going at the start of the podcast, surely. Sing us in, Brendy. Or it's going behind a paywall. I get to decide. I get to decide what goes in the start and end of the podcast. David Good says, more platinum games. Yay. Uh, which is good because they are working on them. They might not be out in 2018, but they are working on them. Um, but he also says a Star Wars themed conflict free space game with lots of space battles and spaceships and a Star Wars style elite style game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you I have mean, to pick one. Only I mean, one. Just, yeah. It feels like they could both be rolled into the same game. Mm, if you some really want kind to of Star Citizen, perhaps. <laughs> uh, Oliver Smith just says quality single player campaigns, uh, which is completely achievable, if you ask me. Yeah, Nikki Nikki Bailu uh, says I <laughs> he doesn't want much. Just a game with the best parts of The Witcher 3, Ark Survival Evolved, Factorio, Seven Days to Die, Fortress Craft Evolved, Fallout 4, Rimworld, and Empyrean Galactic Survival. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. Sounds like deadly premonition to me. <laughs> <laughs> I swear he's doing a cat game. Isn't he? So that that's... Oh yeah. Yeah. Will he be no but you, you become a cat though. You I don't yeah, know if you can so pet the cat. Can you pet can you pet yourself if you become a There wow. is an there is another game I think that's being worked on by a studio where you're a cat delivering is it messages or something in a in a cyberpunk city and you just kind of control the cat through gorgeous looking alleyways. Oh, there's that one that's in the in the hidden city in in china or something isn't there that's a year or so ago now there was just some early screenshots or arts of a cat exploring this hidden city that looked lovely so yeah there's plenty of cat cat based stuff coming up for for the cat likers 
Alex McCumber says, tears. I want more games that move me to tears. <laughs> uh, doesn't specify what kind of crying that he wants to do. Frustrated. Tears of bitterness. Be careful what you wish for, Alex McCumbers. Fool, you've doomed us all. Are you trying to make him cry, Brendy? Uh, no, yeah, no, yeah. That's it. That's as much as I care to read. Oh, wait, my brother says, because he's just replied, Red Dead Redemption 2 to be halfway decent. And to be on PC. And to be on PC. But only halfway decent. He doesn't want it to be fully decent, just halfway decent. <laughs> I don't decent. want it to be the whole way decent. No, <laughs> too much. got nothing halfway. to talk about if it's good. You've got to be able to whinge about it, so half good, <laughs> half terrible. <laughs> maybe maybe he knows to ask for it to be brilliant is too much. So he, he's, he's, just, he's just keeping his expectations low. There's never been a better opportunity to do um, microtransactions with hats. And the way to do it would be that they just get bigger and bigger. So you can literally just buy like the big 10-gallon hat, but then you can just go even bigger. And eventually you can just be a man in a hat that's like as big as you, just trundling around the West with eye holes cut in it. And I want NPCs to start slightly when they see it. Not to mention it, just sort of a moment of shock and alarm on their faces. And they just go, no, I'm not going to mention it. No, just... <laughs> It's fine. And they tip their hat at you and you just kind of tip forward. And, yeah. That absolutely could be a general demand for 2018. More NPCs that react to, to the weird things that you're wearing or doing while you're talking mm. to them. Yeah. Um, like if you're wearing a strange tank top with odd logos on it in a post-apocalyptic setting, them to look at you and be like, why aren't you cold like what no, why are they, you doing this they can only do it in a british way which is just sort of a momentary flash of panic or a raised eyebrow <laughs> but it must not actually be directly referenced that's the only way uh uh yeah so there we go adam smith just says they want nano machines son yeah who's that guy some loser i want you to be able to shoot the hats off in Red Dead Redemption. Too. Oh well, absolutely. And then, for every hat that you shoot off, you collect that hat. But if your hat gets shot off, you lose it forever, and you have to buy it again in a microtransaction. If your hat gets shot off, you pull one of the hats. They're on your belt, like collected all the ones you've collected. <laughs> yes. Pull one off and put it on. It's like necklace of teeth in Universal. Necklace yeah, exactly. Of ears yeah. In Universal Soldier, but with hats. Yeah. So, to summarise, um, Hats and Cats, 2018. Yeah. And I want the, the eventual Red Dead Redemption max level hat to be so big that it also covers up the horse and it's just a giant hat with four hooves sticking <laughs> underneath. <laughs> or, or horses just pulling a hat on wheels, a giant hat. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing, just to be clear, if I see any cats wearing hats, I am going to lose it. I do not want that. No. Keep the two things separate. Horses and hats, fine. Cats and hats, no. No, son. No, no. Take heed, developers. Take heed. Okay, I feel like that should be it. We should wrap up. We've we've done our duty. Should yeah. we each um, make one final demand of 2018 before we go? In general, or as yeah. far as PC games are concerned? As far as PC games are concerned, I feel. Yes, go on, you make your demand. Uh, okay, I want uh, an XCOM 2 expansion that makes the SK, uh, end game less sort of 
rote and, and tedious because they did really well with the mid-game stuff on War of the Chosen. I want the same for the late game. I want it to be unpredictable and different every time. Everyone at Firax is just going, oh god. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm I'm going to go in on them as well. I'm going to say I want this Civ Six expansion that's coming fairly soon, Rise and Fall, to do similar things for Civ Six and make it unpredictable uh, and uh, to, yeah, change the flow of it. So, come on, pull your fingers out, Firaxis. Come on. Yeah. They can do it. I believe in them. Um, my final demand is that I want neither of those things to happen. Swine. Oh, so, I you don't know which turd Brendan Caldwell. <laughs> Cancel That's... 2018. It's all over. It's done. This has been the Rock, Paper, Shotgun, Electronic Wireless Show. If you want to email us, you can do that podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. You can also tweet us or look at our Facebook at Rock, Paper, Shot. Uh, you can find us all individually on Twitter. I'm at Brendy underscore C. Adam is... Non-economical. And Alec is... Uh, Bonds Rat. I hope you've had fun. If you have, say so to one of your friends or two of your friends and then install Pocket Casts or some other similar app on their phone when they're not looking and add our podcast to it, specifically our podcast and no others, and then tell them that you've done that and that they must listen to us. That's what I want from 2018, for you to do all of those things. <laughs> and also buy a massive oversized hat with the RPS Electronic Pop, uh, Wireless Show logo on it. Yes, you can find those in our merch store. <laughs> yeah. Um, They'll be on sale at rest. Giant hats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's everything. Goodbye. Goodbye. Was that an angry cat? That was, yeah, it's a furious cat. I tried to pet it and it's taken my arm off.